Radio. Hey everybody, this is Steve. I just wanted to let you know that for all the latest on our podcast, uh, hit us up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we're also on Patreon if you want to check that out. But our homepage is with the Age of Radio Network at ageofradio.org slash everything I learned from movies. And if you're looking for some amazing art, check out my wife's Etsy page at untidyvenus.etsy.com. All kinds of great stuff there. Also, follow us at PodCartFest, that's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, for our periodic art and podcasting festival that we're going to be hosting. It's, uh, it's actually pretty cool. Check it out. So yeah, on that note, let's get to the show. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one last plot holes a gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy With your friend Steven Izzy Kicking off the 007th month 2.0 with 1971's Diamonds Are Forever. Why do you gonna mind? That's one of the few ones I don't think fits that, but uh, oh, but babe, Steve, we're not alone to talk about this movie. Oh, geez, I didn't put on a bra. Yeah, that's okay. I'm sure he doesn't mind because we have James Bond, specifically Diamonds Are Forever super fan Mario from the Superiority Complex. Welcome, Mario. Hello, guys. Uh, thanks for having me back, and I'm 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 happy to be here to talk about my least favorite Bond movie. <laughs> oh, you picked this one specifically. We know it's your favorite. This is like the best one in your opinion. This is Nothing literally the one it. we were going to skip on the podcast. And then I was like, yeah, we're doing them all anyway. But you know what? Bad James Bond is better than a lot of other, the best of a lot of other things. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Honestly, that's true. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm actually surprised. Like, we've done the, well, by the end of this month, we'll have done like, half of the catalog right <laughs> it's like well the rest are like you know bfi top 100s and you know box nobody office wants that successes and you know yeah, yeah it's, it's gonna, gonna be great, great. yeah um, nobody likes that stuff but, uh, 
Man, Mario, do you remember your first time watching this movie? Uh, it was on the ABC movie of the week. And um, I think uh, they would run the, in the 70s, it was cool because you would get stuff on TV about a year after it came out in the theater. And it was always, James Bond, for whatever reason, reason was always on the ABC movie of the week. And it was the first Connery one I saw. They would only run the Roger Moore because they were they were current. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And great. then one, yeah, and then one it's octopusy in there. Yeah, one so it was year like they just this decided one, and then Connery again, and like, like never, never say, say never, never again. again a decade later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really that was my only exposure to Sean Connery was that um, they just showed that one. They wouldn't show any of the other ones. The the '60s Bond. It was only the '70s ones. It was only the 70s Bond movies. But I remember at the time thinking it was cool that he had a Mustang. I liked that it was cool. I thought it was cool that he drove a Mustang. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about you, baby? Remember your first time? I, I don't. I know I'd seen it because, again, like Turner Classics or somebody when I was a kid on our hacked cable would just do like 24 hours of Bond for like a month straight. And, you know, we would catch it in that. And my mom specifically would try and catch all the Sean Connery ones because she loves Sean Connery. But. I like the first time like I actively remember watching it all the way through was when my wonderful husband bought the uh, the multi pack of That's all right. of the James Bonds and we sat down and like in a week and a half watched all of them. Yeah, yeah, two or three a day, four Sundays. Yeah, yeah. And I realized like in watching this one, I think I threw some of these scenes into Moonraker. Because there's a lot more space in Diamonds Are Forever than I, I always remember. <laughs> yeah, I yeah that was my first time watching all the way through too. So yeah, just about a year ago or whatever. And you know, whenever I caught it on TV, the only thing I would see is Jimmy Dean. Yeah. Like, what the hell is he doing in a Bond movie? You know? Where are the sausages? You know what? You know what? They're about to go into space or something. I'm just gonna watch this another time, and that was that. So. <laughs> If I can flip uh, the script man, on you guys for a see, second, can, uh, I, can I ask you what, what <laughs> And Mario, and Mario, of course. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you. I'm a little thirsty. I'm a little sober, oh. so let's fix this. All right, what do you got over there? I have, from Lost Coast Brewing, the watermelon. Let's see. Watermelon wheat ale, perfect replacement for an actual watermelon at your summer barbecue. Our watermelon wheat is a refreshing ale, smooth, crisp, and exploding with fun flavor. Nice. I'm going to pop my top. Ooh. Oh, my top. Nice. And the pour. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, very pale, clear uh, wheat ale. It's got a nice foamy head. Lots of tiny bubbles. It smells fruity right off the top. And it smells like real fruit. It doesn't smell like artificial watermelon. It doesn't like it does not smell like one of those uh, watermelon Jolly Ranchers. It smells really fresh and clean and a little sweet. Steve's yeah, got little, in for the sip. Yeah, a little bit of sweetness, uh, but yeah, the hop balance kind of mellows that out. Yeah, just a nice. Yeah, like they say, all day drinking beer in the summer, just nice and light. I was weirded out by watermelon melon ales at first, um, and then I've discovered they are the perfect summer beer. This is what I want to drink all summer long. This and the Twenty uh, First Amendment Hell or High Watermelon. Yeah, yeah, we did spend a summer drinking that. Mario, are you drinking anything on your end? You know, I was going to flip the script. I was going to actually open mine first. I know it's not for usually uh, for the guests to do, but I'm enjoying a delicious Coca Cola Zero. Still trying to get Coke Zero to sponsor our podcast. So remember, Coke Zero. When you can't drink, drink Coke Zero. 
<laughs> and when you think Coke Zero, think superiority complex. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Is you might you might be in on my first spot. That's gonna be great. That, that's awesome. That's <laughs> at soup complex. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. my favorite part of your appearance on our show. Yeah. <laughs> the the complex. It's pronounced chowder. See you right, Frenchie. Alright. Speaking, Speaking of, of Frenchie, Frenchie, no, no I, don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's any French from, people in this From room. director Guy Hamilton, or it's, it's probably Guy Hamilton, Hamilton. I'm, I'm guessing, guessing it's an Englishman. Guy. <laughs> I mean, unless, unless he's, he's a clarified, clarified butter. butter? Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, but Mr. Hamilton was the assistant director on the movie we actually watched for the first time recently for the Superiority Complex, The Third Man. Yes. That's right. Also, yeah, he, he was his director. director. Yeah. Uh, but then, then he started his, his own directing, directing with The Intruder, An Inspector Calls, Ooh, A Touch of Larceny, and, and then, then Goldfinger. And then Battle of Britain, This, Live and Let Die, The Man with the Golden Gun. Uh, another, another episode, episode that uh, Mario was on with us, Force 10 from Navarone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Evil Under the Skin, and then, of course, Saving the Best for Last, Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. There we go. We just talked about so, that on the podcast. Only, well, we only goals. Watch Tremors. Only so. makes goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One good did, Bond I movie. I didn't even know this guy was my favorite director. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Take that, Carpenter. He's got a, he's got a oh, crazy no. career. Don't touch my Carpenter! Carpenter's still trying to kill the podcast! I'm sure Mario knows, but I am a John Carpenter apologist. I even enjoy Ghost of Mars. You know, the only person that has a, a problem with Ghost of Mars that I know of is Brent. But uh, from Home Video Hustle, shout out to Home Video Hustle. But I'm a huge John Carpenter fan. I love it. And uh, I will yeah. watch. Yeah. John Carpenter's uh, one of my favorites. And, and, and if, if I, I may reenact re a scene from, from Ghost of Mars. Check out our past episode where I believe it was Brett that was on that episode with us. Because he wanted to do, was it Ice Tea? Ice Cube. Ice Cube. The other rest. The Dell Ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't planning on it, but it sounds like I might have to do it. I might have to have him on just to do that movie. We might have to do a, we might have to do a special act for, for Diamonds Are Forever, right? Yeah. That movie is trash, but it does have Stanley Tucci's greatest freakout of all time. Uh, you know, I am Stanley Tucci does the Tucci does pop up pop up in some interesting places, and I forgot he was in that. I totally yeah. forgot he was in that. And he, he has, has like legitimately like one, one of his greatest performances, and he has a freakout basically just describing the plot of the movie. Oh. Well, if you have to do exposition, go big. That's right. Uh, speaking of going big, screenplay by Richard Maibaum. Excellent transition, Steve. Yeah. Uh, he has 52 credits, including um, Dr. No for Much of Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, 
for some, some reason, reason chi chi bang bang <laughs> and then our <laughs> majesty secret, secret service this map they go in basically, basically all the bonds up until license to kill and then ransom yes mel gibson's ransom so, so also, also pure, pure gold, gold. right? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we, we stick to bond, bond and then yeah, choo choo bang. Actually, flaming passion. Did Ian Fleming write that book? One just kind of popped up in the middle. Was like, what? I guess he had bills to pay. Was that based on any Ian Fleming work? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Is that? Is that? Did he write that book? I believe he wrote that book. Okay. Yeah. I, I, hey, hold on. Let me let me let me just real I'm sorry to do this to you. Uh, actually it was James Bond that wrote it. The same person that did the uh, Audubon Bird Sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the story the story was by Ian the story was by Ian Fleming. He wrote the original story. So there you go. You can blame him for two right. things now. There you go. All right. Uh, the, uh, the other, other screenwriter, screenwriter though was Tom Mankowitz. Who's he, Steve? Oh, oh uh, he started with this, and then, and then stuck around for Live and Let Die and the Man of Gold Gun. But then, oh, he wrote a little thing called Mother Jugs and Speed. Oh my! I don't know what it is, but gonna have to find it. Bill Cosby. Up next week. <laughs> that sounds like a great little uh, white mama, black mama kind of spinoff, <laughs> or like knockoff, just called Mother Jugs and Speed. It's Bill Cosby. Raquel Welch, um, and I can't remember who the third guy is. I want to say maybe James Brolin, maybe? Let's see, Raquel, Raquel Welch, Bill Cosby, Cosby, and Harvey Cattell. Oh, darn it. <laughs> what? <laughs> when Los Angeles decides that whoever writes first at accident scenes... Uh, enough times we'll get a full contract from the city, the F&B, ambulance company struggles to be faster than the competition. Driver Mother Tucker, Bill Cosby, is partnered with Tony Speed, Malatesta, Harvey Keitel, and a former, pol- a former police officer. The two were joined by Jugs, Raquel Welsh, a beautiful woman who just completed her EMT training. The trio must keep their heads while pe- performing this dangerous job. So it's a comedy version of Nightcrawler. Starring Bill Cosby and Raquel Welch. With no, no, no. Harvey it's a comedy version of Bring Out Your Dad. <laughs> oh my God. Cage and Big Rage, yes. <laughs> Scorsese, Scorsese, you hack. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but, okay, so after Mother Jugs and Speed, that's a real movie, uh, he then wrote Superman and, and Superman 2. Yeah. yeah. Does Search for Carolyn's Gold? Uh, nope. <laughs> uh, and then, then Lady Hawk and Dragnet. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. So, so you're going to love Mother Speed. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but of course, this movie has uh, Sean Connery as James Bond, Jill St. John as Tiffany Case, Charles Gray as Blofeld. Lana Wood as Plenty O'Toole. <laughs> and of course, Sir Jimmy Dean as Willard White. Sir Jimmy Dean. What? The heir to the sausage fortune. The weenie king. All right. So, guys, I, I forgot how this movie starts out, and I love it so much. Because, guys, the movie before this is one we did on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Dare I say. One, one of the, the top, top three James Bond movies. It's pretty spectacular. Yeah. But it, it ends is. 
with his, his wife, wife being murdered by Blofeld. The only woman he ever really loved. Actually, the woman he only the only woman he ever really loved was the woman right, who got killed right before the woman he ended up marrying for the job, right? <laughs> yeah, because he's like. He, 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 like, like admits, admits that he's, like, totally in love with the one Japanese girl. She gets murdered, so he's got to marry the other one to keep the cover, right? Or am I remembering You're remembering wrong? something else, babe. Uh, are you yeah. thinking that you only live twice? Maybe. Mario? That is you only live twice, but I don't think he said that he really loved her. No, no, in, 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 in the Japanese one, he, he says uh, the, the first gal who gets murdered, uh, spoiler, I guess, uh, what is the only woman he's ever really loved. And then, like, the next scene is when they sneak into the, uh, the paper hut and murder her. I don't remember him saying that. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. And I love, by the way, I love You Only Live Twice. I know, it, I know it's horribly racist. And giving Sean Connery a bowl cut does not make him look Asian. But I love that volcano. <laughs> And I love, I'm a big fan of Donald Pleasance as Blofeld, so I, I'm going to have to go back and watch it again. It won't be a chore, but I'll, I'll listen for that. I don't remember that. All right, All right that's, that's right. right. It's uh, Lazenby and, and the Countess, right? right? Yeah, 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 that's what yeah, yeah. yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. So the, Lazen- ca- the Countess yeah. Teresa has just been murdered. Yep. And now Bond's on the warpath. Where's Blofeld? <laughs> He's in Cairo. <laughs> Cut to Cairo. Where's Blofeld? <laughs> oh god, there's, there's like the, the one chick in a bikini or whatever. He starts choking her out with a bikini. Oh my god, it's so great. Yeah, he comes up and it's like he's gonna make love this beautiful one on the beach. No, he's gonna pop her top off and choke her out with this. Tell me where Blofeld is. I love it. I love this intro. Uh, spoiler alert, I know Mario hates this movie. I actually kind of love this movie. It's so much fun. <laughs> Whenever he does that now, I always think of a line from Mystery Science Theater, Village of the Giants, where somebody says, you made my shirt a bra. I love you. I always think about that now when, when, he, when he starts choking her out with the, <laughs> with the bikini. Nice. Um, I don't hate this movie. It's just not one of my favorites, but I'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into it. Spoiler, Mario. My favorite ones are all the ones considered the worst ones. You know, it's, we say it on our podcast sometimes. You have more to talk about when something's terrible than when it's good. You know, when it's good, it's like, okay, that was great. I liked this. I liked it for this reason and this reason. And then so you yeah. can go on and on about a movie you hate. It, that's what makes it great. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean, how many, many times, times do you see Orson Welles doing, doing magic, magic trick in the, in the new, new Casino, Casino Royale? Royale. <laughs> right? There's not even magic in the new <laughs> Casino Royale. There's not even a sea lion. There's not even Woody Ooh, Allen. Somebody's going to torture his balls. Not fun. You know what is fun? Monkeys in the in the yeah, the air ducts as James Bond. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so back in Diamonds Are Forever, uh, we uh, we find Blofeld in the middle of face off surgery. Yes, yes. And then we see a Bond just kind of sneaking around, and there's like some sort of mud pit. In, in the, the middle, middle of the room, room for some, some reason, don't worry about, about it. Mm-hmm. And then you, you see, see a gun barrel raise out of the mud, <laughs> and then and a the mud-covered assassin take aim. Uh, but yeah, Bond ain't falling for that shit. He does a little dodgy move or whatever, and then dumps what appears to be tons of diarrhea on the poor man. Diarrhea! And he gets his gun... Some sort of finger trap thing. And then, okay, so... 
And then Blofeld shows up and, like, Bond, like, knocks him out, straps him onto a little hospital table thing, and just throws him right into a hot pot. Yep. Guys, roll credits. What do we think of Diamonds Are Forever? That's it. <laughs> Loved it. Also, also what should have been, been the ending of Honor Majesty's Secret Service? <laughs> yeah, right? Add that in there. Uh, Lisa would have been down, down for it. Right? <laughs> well, because then that, w- that would have explained completely why Telly Savalas now looks like Charles Gray. That would have, that would have really? at least, the difference between Telly Savalas and, and Donald Pleasance, at least Donald Pleasance was bald. So it's like okay, yeah. that, that could that could be the same guy, um, and they kind of explained that he had plastic surgery, uh, but yeah, you would have that would Steve. I never thought about that. That's perfect. That's that's how it should have ended with him yeah. getting yeah. the revenge, and then it's like, oh, this is a different guy. Why is he after this guy? Oh, that's Blofeld. That would have added it. J- Steve. Quit what you're doing now and go write James Bond movies because that's what you I've should do. I've already got three in the can. We can start a production tonight. No, 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 Steve. Steve. Get them out of Get the bathroom, out of the bathroom and, email and email them to them. someone. No, no. Yeah, I probably, yeah, probably do that. Yeah, so after he throws Blofeld into the hot pot, I assume just goes into a fine, milky paste. He then says, Welcome to hell, Blofeld. Yeah! Why did the cat just, just, just meow? Because it's a little bit of 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 and how high she's going to belt it out. Um, She doesn't care if your eardrums are bleeding. She's going to let you whose finger's gold. She's going to let you know how long diamonds last. And she's going to tell you how to rake the moon. That's what she's going to do. And uh, you better just sit there and wait till it's over. And then you better show respect, damn it. (laughs) Because she's going to... It may may seem repetitive at points, but (laughs) goddammit, you're going to listen. (laughs) Nobody sings at you like Shirley Bassey. Stop. Or Mario, who's, who's the, the worst singer, singer of James Bond songs, and why is it Madonna? Uh, yeah, that one's pretty terrible. Um, and Billie Eilish just seems to be a close second. From that one's pretty bad. There was some, you know, there was. It's hard because the best James Bond songs are the guys that were able to incorporate it into the James Bond sound. So, like, um, "Live and Let Die" is actually a good Bond song because it goes into that weird orchestral thing at the end of the. At the end of the it's Duran Duran. They, they have, have the best, best one. one. That's a good one. I, you know, yeah. one on the charts. That's a great one. Um, uh, the Jack White one is good. I like the Jack White one because he kind of captures yeah. that Bond sound. But yeah, uh, the, the Madonna one is terrible. Uh, <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah just, so after we, we get, get the nice little uh, little music, music video, video, we, we then, then cut, cut back, back to the, the movie, movie and, and uh, well. Congratulations, Congratulations, James Bond. Blofeld's dead. Here, check out these diamonds. Okay. <laughs> what do you know about diamonds? I don't know. They're hard and... Come from the earth and we're going to blow you for them. Yeah, right. <laughs> You've seen the De Beers commercial. Yeah. De Beers, she'll pretty much have to. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, we get some nice little exposition about diamonds, like, oh yeah, 80% of them come out of South Africa, and then we get like a nice little, uh, I don't know, like as they're talking about it, we see uh, guys, little workers like smuggling them in their teeth, and <laughs> I don't know, I assume nature's pocket as well, and a doctor like taking a couple hundred bucks to let it slide during the inspection, and yeah, good stuff. Nature's and then, mother. Mario, we're introduced to probably your favorite characters in all of the James Bond universe. Oh, tell, yeah. Tell us about Wint and Kid. Oh, well, they're just a couple of guys, you know. They're just, they're, they're just, uh, they're a couple of very friendly fellows uh, who are also murderers and uh, are also somewhat problematic <laughs> in, the, in the 2020s uh, because, well, let's just say, you know, this, they're, they're gay and that's, that's fine, but... Uh, Somehow Wait, they're they're portrayed as uh, uh, I don't what's the word what's the word I'm looking for it's you know it's, it? no, no. You know, you know, we haven't gotten there yet it, the they're not really offensive until the very last scene of the movie until the very last scene of the movie is where it kind of gets a little problematic but I actually kind of like Went and Kid they're they're um, they, they just you, you're not quite sure what to make of them you're not they're they're a little creepy. They just got uh, which which one's Mr. Wint, the one with the big jaw, the one who was in Blazing Saddles. Is that Mr. Wint? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, he's so good because he's like that menacing, that really kind of nice, but that menacing kind of nice, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wint, Wint was the sort of blonder one, and Kid was the mustached one. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So Kid is the blonde. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's really, really good at being that really. Uh, like if you met him on a, you know, if you met him on a dark road and and you offered him a ride, you would immediately regret it. So th- that is well, not. I, I would not offer him a ride because, because I'd be looking, looking at him like, like he, he seems, seems like the, the kind of person that dresses, dresses up as a clown. clown. So he's, <laughs> I don't believe he is the guy from Blazing Saddles. He's only in like five things. He's actually a bass guitarist for like a jazz quartet. Oh yeah, yeah. Miss, is that okay? Let me let me hold on. Let me let me. I'm gonna. I usually don't do this because I don't. I like to focus when I'm on someone else's show, but I'll do it on my show. It's a future and, Steve problem. That's right. Yeah. So but, let me. Uh, I, I love Winston Kid. Um, I don't think they're necessarily super offensive. They're very good at what they do, and I yes. particularly we'll get to it. But I particularly really enjoy the airplane scene when uh, Kid comes back to uh, the seat next to Winton and is like, "The girl's awfully pretty." And and Win just like glares at him like for a woman. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's just that one scene where you're like, guys, you almost made it through the whole movie without kind of being uh and it just it takes you out of the moment is really what it is, that scene where where he well, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But I'm looking at the cast yeah. right now. Well, well yeah, say so when we first meet him, I guess they're in South Africa, Africa helping like uh, basically stealing these diamonds by like, you know, saying they're you know, taking him from one dude and killing him with a scorpion, you know, finish him. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're they're hired by Blofeld to clean up the supply chain. Yeah. 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 But so they're they're working for Blofeld to try and get a lockdown on a on end in the smuggling. That's, that's what I'm looking for. I totally forgot. Uh, John mentioned this. That's Crispin Glover's dad. So that's, what? That, that makes so much sense. That's Marty McFly's grandfather. Think about the face. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I totally oh see it. Oh, my God. But, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That's Crispin Glover's dad. Yeah, that, that, that explains, explains a lot. lot. So <laughs> Crispin Glover's going to play Wynn Jr. in the, yeah. in the next James Bond, right? Sam Mendes, I know you're listening. <laughs> you know he is. 
Um, <laughs> I know you're listening. That's why Grace Jones is coming back in No Time to Die. Spoilers. That would be great. I guess he's not in Blazing Saddles. He is in Chinatown, but he looks like the guy who who runs into the sheriff's office and says, Sheriff, Mongo's back. He's tearing up the whole town. And then he goes, I'm he not the sheriff. Like and he says it again, Sheriff. It looks just like that guy. I thought it was him. But no, he was the, yeah, that's Crispin Glover's dad. Wow. So there you go. <laughs> that's something to think about. about. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he gave birth to as he, he made love to Crispin Glover's mother and then ran off to join his husband as a, as a uh, assassin. Paid assassin. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do, like I said, I do like them. They, they're probably one of the better parts of the movie because they look so non-threatening and then they just put like scorpions in people's boots. Yeah. <laughs> they're really good at what they do. Yeah. Yeah, they're very competent. Especially the, well, again, up until the last part. But but like when they, uh, like with the chopper thing where it's like, oh yeah, here's your package. And then it flies off and boom. I'm like, oh shit. These guys aren't just like awkward side characters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's something that you gotta give, give the James Bond universe is uh, get yeah, the, the, the like, like right hand bad guys. They're <laughs> even when they're offensive, they're, they're very capable. They're yes. not like bumbling idiots. They're yeah. very good at what they do, and there's a reason why they work for yeah. you know the top baddies. Yeah, like Lottie Lenny is like this little old lady, and then she's got a poison uh, spike in her shoe, you know, and she comes yeah. after you know. So it's like everyone is a threat. You never you can't discount anyone. Yeah, yeah or knick knack. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, I, I don't know. Back at MI6, they're like, well, Bond, uh, any idea who's behind this and blah, blah, blah? Uh, well, we're going to send you to Amsterdam. Okay, cool. Amsterdam sounds sweet. Yeah, you're going to be posing as a, uh, as, as a diamond trader named uh, Franks, Mr. Franks. Uh, here's your passport. We're just going <laughs> to... So, okay. Do they jump Mr. Franks? They, like, like when he goes to his passport thing? Because yeah, they basically go, like, oh, yeah, you need to go to you know customs or whatever, check out your passport. Yes, Money Penny disables Franks. They make a little note of it. That Mr. Franks is taking a nap peacefully thanks to Money Penny. Okay, yeah, okay. Because that, right. then he escapes Money Penny. And then that's yeah, why Franks yeah, well, shows up later. Well, that's why he shows up later and, like, I, I don't know. He doesn't really suspect anybody, but it's like if you were knocked out at the airport and woke up four hours later or something, I mean, uh, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, Bond's posing as Mr. Frank. He hops on a hovercraft and then a riverboat and goes to Amsterdam. And uh, I don't know, there's a nice little tour of the riverboat where, like, and if you look to your left, they're, oh, my God, they're fishing an old lady's corpse out of the river. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I, I, I paused because in my head I'm thinking, I think what happened was Miss Moneypenny detained Mr. Franks at the airport, like just kind of, um, uh, you know, kind of held him up for a little while. Long uh, enough yeah, for like, 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 wait here while we yeah. double check this. Yeah, long uh, enough. By the way, uh, we need to check for any weapons. Yeah, blah, blah, exactly. Like long enough for Bond to get, to, to get it done, but then Bond gets confronted with uh, with uh, Tiffany Case, and of course that's got to take some time now, so. Oh, Miss Tiffany Case, when, uh, when when James Bond goes to see her and she's just, <laughs> I don't know, randomly changing outfits and wigs and whatever. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, just you know, just showing you all her looks right away. You know what she's capable of. Mario, do you prefer blondes or brunettes? Uh, it doesn't matter because uh, Jill St. John is going to take care of uh, all of that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> 
Nice. Yeah, yeah she's, she's like, like uh, checking his prints off a cup and blah, 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 blah. Basically, there's like 50,000 carats of diamonds that they're looking to smuggle in. And apparently Franks is getting like 50K to do it. And I'm like, huh, that's like a dollar a carat. That seems, uh, seems a little light, but, you know. 50K is 50K, I guess. In the 70s, that was a lot of money. I'm, You know, like, you know, in the early 70s, that was probably a ton of money. That's, that's like, like 8 million, million today. Yeah. <laughs> that was, was back, back when, when, you know, Pepsi, Pepsi was, was a nickel, nickel or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, pre-70s yeah. inflation. So you're you're good. Yeah, you. it's probably worth, yeah, maybe, maybe, not a million, but probably, I'll say at the outset, maybe half a million right now. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds, Sounds about right. right. <laughs> Okay, okay, now now, now, now we're, we're now we're talking. talking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically, Bond's uh, you know, talk, uh, he, I don't know, I mean, he, he like excuses himself to like talk to Q while uh, you know Tiffany's changing her outfits again, and he notices Frank's coming in the front door. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! And then I love how it's like. We see, see Bond, like, <laughs> I just love, like, Frank's walking by, by Bond's, like, like making out with himself. himself. Like, he's, he's got, got his arms wrapped, wrapped around him, <laughs> yes, like, yes. dressing his own back and all that. I'm like, all this trick in the book. They talk about it in my six. Yeah, then he, you know, gets in the building and, like, gets in the elevator with Frank. And then he pretends to be Thatcher. And I know English, too. What floor are you going, or what floor are you from? Oh, but, but then, then a fight, fight breaks, breaks out, out. <gasps> and there's like all this glass and stuff on the sides of these elevators. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, that, we missed that part. Here, jump up there. Okay, we got it. <laughs> it's actually a pretty good little fight scene, right? Yeah, right in the, in the elevator. Yeah. It's a good, it's very good. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then after fighting there for a couple of minutes, they like get out of the elevator and then, and then there's, there's random, random crowbars on the wall. Was, was that a thing? Is that like... Because I know the fire extinguisher was next to it, but did they also have like the crowbars next to it? Steve, it's like the spoons in the room. It's just decor. Oh, okay. Wait, wait. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so grab crowbars and they fight with that, but then uh, Bond gets a hold of the extinguisher and just... Boom! Sprays him down. And of course, Tiffany hears the commotion in the hallway. She's like, oh my God, did you kill him? I sure hope I did. Oh my god, you just killed James Bond! What? Yeah, that's right, he like switched his wall and went over with him and was lying on the ground. Like, you just killed James Bond! Really? I heard he was a legend with the biggest cock in all of the English Kingdom. That aside, we don't just stand around and wait for the cops to show up when you just killed him like six of the top eight secret agents. Well, we need to get all those diamonds. Where are they again? That just shows you what a terrible secret agent Bond is because he... He's just, everybody knows him. She's like, oh my God, you yeah. killed James Bond. Some random woman in Amsterdam knows who James Bond is. How terrible are you at your job? You're supposed to be a secret agent. Secret. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's one, one of those, those things in the movies, movies where it's like, like oh, everybody knows James Bond. Bond. Like, well, then he's not really a secret agent, is he? <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, yeah, and I love like, Mario, have you, you've, you've seen, seen the show Archer, Archer right? Of course. Okay, okay, yeah, I figured. But yeah, that's just one of my favorite things where he's like, what's the use of being the greatest secret agent if nobody knows it? <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah, so and I'm not going to lie, every time, every single time Bond runs out of bullets in any movie, I just think of Archer like, what, you don't count, the, count your bullets? Does nobody count their bullets? <laughs> 
Uh, I'll say, so, so they need the diamonds, and uh, Tiffany says, uh, oh, yeah, they're just up here in this chandelier, all 50,000 carats of them. Like, oh, yeah. Noise. So uh, now yeah, they have, have a problem. problem. How are they, how they going to get, get this to America? America? How? Butt smuggle them in. Butt smuggle them in. <laughs> Butt smuggle them in a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Bomb's butt can't hold diamonds anymore. Too many butt smuggling. That's right. <laughs> I can only get about 1,200 carats in there. <laughs> Operation loose baggage. <clears throat> Ooh, I, I don't like the cut of those ones. You, uh... <laughs> Ooh, princess cut, huh? Yeah. Uh, that hurts the old tract. Yeah. Well, in this one, got, <laughs> in this one, he's about to get the coffin cut. If you know what I mean. Hello, hello. Is this thing on? Hello. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so yeah, they uh, they basically got a corpse. Uh, they have the diamonds hidden in the, the casket, and you know it. I'm trying to remember that the movie was a Lord of War or whatever when they were smuggling all the drugs in the dead bodies. I don't know. Oh god, damn it. Was it the Killing remember. Fields? Hold on. Blow? Was it blow? <laughs> Is it jackal? Um, the saint. Wait. Yeah, wait, wait, what? Movie smuggling. Oh, it was Operation Dumbo drugs. Drop. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, drugs and gaskets. Yeah. yeah. Operation Dumbo Drop. Swordfish. No. American, American gangster. gangster. Damn it, Ridley Scott. <laughs> yeah. Okay, American gangster. That's what I'm doing. Sure, sure, it's not the saint. <laughs> Pretty sure. Oh yeah, while they're on the plane, that's where we get the scene where a uh, kid is like, oh yeah, she's pretty attractive, you know, for a lady. <laughs> and then, uh, I, just, I just love Wince like death glare at it the whole time. <laughs> is he just oh, and then, uh, and then when they land in America, uh, they're met by Felix Leiter and I assume the Blues Brothers? <laughs> they're on a mission from Gad. That's right. They, uh, they pick him up uh, posing as uh, Slumber Incorporated or whatever. Yes, the funeral home. This is yeah. a slumber. And so they're uh, taking the body to be cremated. And then, you know, that's, I guess, where they get the diamonds and do a whole switcheroo thingy. Uh, but Winton Kidd are there waiting for him. And then Bond gets knocked out. By the way, Winton Kidd might be some of the most successful uh, like, like baddies at this point. How many times have they... Are they gonna like technically best James Bond in this movie? Like, and if they just had a gun or preferred to use guns instead of, you know, elaborate other ways to kill him? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. They they may they may have gotten the drop. They got the drop on him. I mean, but that happens to him a lot, right? But James Bond gets captured a lot. Yeah, he gets a lot of concussions. He's yeah, like yeah. Rockford that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably more than Jim. Only Jim Rockford is, probably has more, but but that's it. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of car chases and a lot of concussions. Yeah. Bond, oh, Steve, there you go. There's our next tricky game. <laughs> Compared to Bond and Rockford. Oh, no. <laughs> Rockford wins. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so Bond gets knocked out, and then uh, he basically gets thrown in a casket and, uh, yeah, put it in the, uh, the crematorium. Just... Uh, Set on fire, roll credits. Guys, what do we think about Diamonds Are Forever? Wait! <laughs> Bond is not killed. Uh, hey, these diamonds are fakes! Yeah, yeah, basically the other guys that got screwed over saved him. They're like, hey, what's the deal, buddy? Where's my diamonds? Uh, the guys who knocked me out must have taken your diamonds. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take you to the White House Casino. <laughs> 
this next part, part I, I don't know if I just lost concentration, concentration or what. Why, Why were they, they going, going to see Shady Tree and his acorns? Oh, he had information. Um, he was their contact. He's the contact, oh. yeah, the contact you get them to white, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then, so, okay. So, yeah, the Winton kid killed him. He shows up and it's like, oh. Well, okay, that, that didn't work. All right, yeah. all right. That, that makes, makes a little sense. sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's implied Shady that he was... gets killed after, uh, I don't know, a, a horrible look at my comedy cute, Look at my beautiful acorns. <laughs> yeah. Hey, buddy, I haven't changed my act in 40 years. Like, yeah, it shows. <laughs> then we get uh, Bond posing again as Franks and gambling for a bit. Uh, I guess waiting for to meet with Shady Tree. Okay, that makes a little more sense now. Hi, I'm Fuzzy. Yeah. Can I help you with spend your money? Uh, no, that's that's cool. You can just stand right here. I'm gonna take these dice now. Oh, look at my winning! Here's your five thousand dollar tip. I'll just put the tip for a while. All right. How about a drink up in my palatial suite? You just gave me five thousand dollars. I can't say no. De Beers. She'll pretty much have to. That's your that's your next commercial. Write that. Send that to De Beers. That's the commercial. <laughs> I do hear that their market is, is uh, failing again. They might they might even have to dump diamonds into the ocean, you know. Just to drive again. up just to drive up value. Yeah, because it turns out uh, all us ge- uh, late Gen Xers and geriatric millennials and whatnot don't want diamonds. That yeah, uh, you're right. My wife uh, did not want. A diamond for our, her her wedding ring. She did not. Uh, she passed on the diamonds. So I, uh, I didn't get diamonds for wedding or engagement rings. Yeah. For my engagement rings, you've got me an endangered species, a California redwood set in titanium. That's right. And then uh, for our wedding, my wedding ring, it is crushed tiger's eye set in titanium. Wow, that sounds pretty awesome. I got Steve a wedding ring that was dinosaur bone. That's right. But he doesn't wear it. He wears a ten dollar titanium <laughs> ring off of Amazon. I have sure a ten dollar dude. I have <laughs> the same the, thing. Dinosaur bone ring to <laughs> I did the same thing. I saved my gold band because it started to get scratched up, and I keep buying the same uh, titanium band on on uh, Amazon. It's like ten yep. bucks. Yep, Amazon. Yep, yep. yep. that's Amazon. <laughs> Get all your wedding rings there on Amazon. Bezos appreciates it. Yeah, what uh, would you end up getting? Your wife? .com. Uh, look, we're not going to talk about that on the air, Steve. But um, pearl necklaces. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say okay. it was very nice. It was very nice. It was classy. Steve, you didn't hear him about the t- same titanium ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Follow your she, follow she Izzy's lead there, Steve. Ixnay, Ixnay, Ifway, Isenlay, Uda Shote. You know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There she is. I'll, let's ask her. Oh, she walked out. Okay, forget it. What's going on over there? The, the ears were burning. The ears were burning. She was. She, yeah, did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> I live in a haunted house. We live in a haunted house. It's fun. It's a lot of trap doors, and it's very, very fun. You just have the Halloween noises going off. Yeah, all the time. Oh, that's it. Get out. Hurry back. Hurry back. Uh, Yeah, so he goes into the suite, and uh, we find out, yeah, plenty of tools, DTF. But uh, (laughs) why are we even wearing clothes? 
but then he's cocklocked by the Blues Brothers again. They're on a mission from God, and they toss plenty of tool into the out the window. What the fuck? Splash into the pool. Oh, nice shot. Yeah, but, uh, so yeah, Plenty's out of the picture. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, Bond like punches one dude and then kind of breaks away, and then. <laughs> Like, as he, like, goes into the room to, like, punch the other guys, they're, like, backing away out the door slowly. He's, like, <laughs> dragging the unconscious guy. He's, like, oh, they must have heard the legend of James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes into his bed, now that he's been cock-blocked, and... Miss Tiffany Case is now also DTF, apparently. Uh, where's the diamonds there, sir? <laughs> like, I don't know about the diamonds, but here's this D. Smash cut to post coitus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need diamonds, but I've got a pearl necklace for you. Uh, it you, might not you be a diamond. Movie, right? yeah, <laughs> it, might, it might not be a diamond, but it's the hardest substance in the world right now. Hello. Cut to Circus Circus. Alright, so after they bang. <laughs> so yes, after they bang, they are discussing like, hey, you know, if we uh we get these diamonds, we do a nice little fifty fifty split and run off to Hong Kong. Uh, but first, they're gonna go to Circus Circus, where they get where you can stay for nineteen dollars during the week. That's Circus Circus. <laughs> circus Circus. Yeah, we're still around. <laughs> we're still viable. Uh. Mario, have you ever been to Circus Circus? Uh, when I was a kid, yeah, a, a ton. Uh, did, did, did you enjoy Adventureland? <laughs> back in my, you know, this is before. Back in my day, uh, when I was a kid, uh, Circus Circus was basically you. Ju- everybody just left their kids there, and then went on their way. They just went. There was a huge arcade oh, there, yeah. and uh, this is back in the days when you know your parents would leave you on the toy aisle while they shopped, so you wouldn't be a bother. So yeah, my parents were, we were in Vegas and I remember my, my parents leaving me. I mean, I was probably about 12, but it's not something that you would do today. You just drop your kids off at Circus Circus and, you know, here's a roll of quarters, go have fun. And then, uh, you know, if you need more, you know, you know, my mom and dad are getting them out of the machines. So I'll just go grab more. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. It's basically just, uh, I, I went probably in the last 10 years. It's really sad now. It's very, very sad. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. Well, this thing like, like watching this movie, you know, from what fifty years ago now, and it's like, oh yeah, all of these other casinos are gone. Like mm-hmm. the, these were all the brand new, like the Riviera, the Desert Inn, and the Sands, and like all these. The mint. Yeah, the Mint, and like they some of them been gone for like twenty five years. Sure. And stuff. Like they weren't around when I was a kid going there. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, 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 it's weird. Oh, oh, okay. okay, so we're. Gonna get, get to, to the, the White House, House Casino. Casino. Is that the Las Vegas Hilton? It was, I believe, the Hilton, and then they they it had that, and they blew it up. Well, they blew up the little. Um, no, no, no. He is. It is the Las Vegas Hilton. I'm sorry. I'm thinking it, of okay. I'm thinking of the hotel. It looked like it, but it was also like maybe what it looked like 50 years ago, and I've seen it a few renovations later or something. But yeah, I uh, believe that was the Hilton. Um, let me see. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna Google it because I think it is the the Hilton. It is the Las Vegas Hilton, yep. Which nice. is which is now the um it was the LVH, I think. Is they changed it just to LVH because they couldn't use the name Hilton. But that had the James Bond oh. museum or not the James Bond, that had the Star Trek Museum in it. 
Yeah, yeah, the the Quark's bar and stuff used to be there. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I had never seen it when it was there, but but yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. It looks familiar from, like, the 90s. <laughs> well, it was weird because at the time, that was, like, on the... It's it's on it's not on the strip. It's on the street behind the strip, and it's kind of like a block over. It's past like this. I guess it's even with where the stratosphere is now, which is like that the butt end of the strip. But back yeah. before there was like that was you know like when they shot the Elvis concert there, there was nothing back there. And I think what they did was they they matted in the the tall tower because the Las Vegas Hilton was like this, it's like a it's like a, a triskelion, and then. They they matted in that tall the, the 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 back tower part I think so that long shot in the parking lot of them driving up to it I think is that is the Las Vegas Hilton but it didn't have that back building in it I don't think nice yeah nice. yeah okay cool but yeah okay so yeah, circus circus uh, where are we on the plot here um, yeah we see a bunch of trapeze and like. Uh, water balloon games and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know a lot of spy shit going down you know <laughs> oh I like when the water balloon game like at the end she wins because it was kind of rigged and the little kid's like hey this is rigged and she uses the expression blow up your pants yeah, you can go shit yourself. Is that what it means? Yeah, yeah, like like when a when a like when a baby shits inside diaper, you're like oh so we said a blow up. Oh. All right. So I was like, I won, go shit yourself. Yeah. <laughs> go piss up a rope is another expression like that. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I guess I hadn't heard the blow up your pants one before. It's just kind of, oh, all right. Um, and then we see uh, an elephant get a jackpot, and I imme- immediately think of pigeon double take for some yeah. reason. Yeah. You know? <laughs> James Bond. Oh. And James Bond, I, oh. I want someone to do a super cut of... All the animals reacting to something in a James Bond movie, because that is the oh, that is the gag I hate the most. And boy, <laughs> James Bond movies do it over and over and over. Well, Mario, it's because the animals are like, "Oh my God, it's James Bond!" Even I know who he is. <laughs> yeah, he's like, again, terrible spy. Even the even the pigeons know who he is. <laughs> and guys, I don't know if you're aware, this is an ape movie. Because we then go to the, I don't know, the little, the, uh, was it, the lair of Zambura. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. And uh, Mario, what happens in the lair of Zambura? Well, you have the, it's, it's the optical illusion where the, where the guy transforms into an ape. Uh, basically, it's, uh, how would you describe it? What is that called? There's a, a name for that type of gag. The transformation? Yeah. Is it like a, like yeah, a, it's, yeah, it's one of those like, like illusions where it's like, like a... a, a uh, what would they even call it like camera work it's like a soft fade or something where it's like it's showing kind of like they did with the lawn chain you know one of the supremes and then it like dissolves it gets dark and it dissolves into a guy in a monkey outfit chasing after people <laughs> yeah it's i forgot what the i guess it's a transformation trick i guess it's really not well done but uh you know <laughs> if you're a little kid it's fine you know when you're watching this on channel seven it's, it's exciting. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, and she goes in there because she's, uh, uh, I'm sorry, she, um, Tiffany goes in there because she's trying to escape, I guess, like the Blues Brothers or some other spy guys that are following her or whatever. And uh, as the gorilla leaps out at everybody, everybody's like, ah, runs out of there. They're, they were like waiting for her outside, but she ran out the other exit or something. And so now they're chasing after her. Um, and, okay. <laughs> 
she gets away. Don't don't ask me how she just does. does. And uh, she She goes goes to to this mansion, mansion, and Bond is sitting there waiting for her, and there's a dead body in the pool. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. I I guess they were were meeting up with this person person for another clue, but... Again, I must have missed where this was mentioned. I thought that was um, it's, uh, Plenty O'Toole. It's Plenty O'Toole. It's plenty, oh, was it? It's Plenty O'Toole. I think so. We're in yeah. one, of, uh, one of Tiffany's wigs. Oh, no. Yeah, they, I just had a horrible realization. Yeah, they, yeah? they, they mistake they mistake, uh, they mistake Plenty O'Toole for Tiffany Case. Uh, okay, because I just had a horrible realization then because Plenty O'Toole is played by Lana Wood, and that's Natalie Wood's sister. Oh. Yep. The drowning, drowning thing. thing. Oh man. Yeah. You know, you know what's crazy? You know what's a crazy you, you know do you know who Jill St. John is married to now? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, oh, oh, yeah, it's it's a fun it's a fact, fact. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. it. <laughs> uh, apparently, apparently there was like a big, big rivalry, rivalry between, between Lana Wood and Jill St. John, John or whatever after this movie because, because Connery was he was apparently banging both of them both the time. time. That's right. That's right. And then, and then yeah, yeah so, so there was that and then Lana Wood's sister, sister Natalie Wood, was married to Robert Wagner, <laughs> and then you know Natalie mysteriously died on a boating trip or whatever, however that goes. And then Jill St. John was dating him like three months later, and they married. And they're married. They're married. Uh, I don't know if it was three months later. I think they got married like in the nineties sometime. But oh, she, yeah, I think they started dating three months later. They started dating yeah. like a suspiciously close amount of time. <laughs> I mean, would I mean, yeah, any listen, no time, no time after uh, someone is suspected of murder is a good time to marry them. That's all I'm saying. Um, (laughs) No, no time after someone's involved in an unsolved murder is a good time to marry them. But they've been married for years now, so I I don't know. But and apparently, yeah, Natalie Wood and I believe Natalie Wood and Jill St. John knew each other like as young ladies, like as as like. As kids, I think they knew each other. Oh. And then, yeah, I think they had, like, uh, they were, like, I heard somewhere they were, like, in the same ballet class or something as little kids. And then they just oh, ended nice. up, they ended up <laughs> both being married to Robert Wagner uh, for varying lengths of time. But, uh, yeah, she's married. Isn't that weird, though? Because, yeah, it's Lana Wood and then her sister and then this whole thing. And then you have the whole uh, uh, Robert Wagner connection, which is weird. And then, you know. I wonder if they're, they're just, just like us. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's why Steve, your your family might be slightly different than family. <laughs> so. I mean, there's like 200 of them. Well, that's true. Yeah. Do you guys think my, my mom, mom is, is one of 17 kids? kids. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> Congratulations, Steve. I had no idea you were Latino. Um, I can make those jokes. <laughs> Close, Mormon. <laughs> Uh, so, some some Latinos are Mormon. That's true. That's true. <laughs> do you guys think that? Do you think that maybe there's a reason that they cast Robert Wagner in the Austin Powers movies? I'm just oh. asking that. I'm just throwing that out there as like mm-hmm. a little conspiracy theory. Maybe. Good old number two. Hmm. Yeah, because uh, he wasn't in any of the James Bond movies. You know, who knows? I don't know. Maybe it was just some kind of weird inside joke. Is that a euphemism? (laughs) She's burrowing. Yeah, burrowing into the only plastic bag she can find within your shot of the microphone. (laughs) Kitties. They're just like us. Oh, yeah. Yep, just like us. Want to suffocate ourselves in plastic bags. (laughs) Sometimes it's the only way I can get off. (laughs) 
bags. Yes. Plastic bags. They pretty much have to. I'm going to start doing all of the... <laughs> All right, all where right, were, we? were we? Oh, yeah, oh, I did yeah, go in the pool. pool. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, there's a nice little scene where uh, Bond slaps uh, Tiffany Case, and it's like, whoa, man talk. We're all going to go to jail. Oh, my God. <gasps> what was that for? I don't know. Just because. <laughs> hey, let's go, to the, let's go to McCarran Airport, shall we? All right. By the way, Bond never tells Tiffany that he didn't kill Plenty. Like, uh, I, I think Tiffany, he, I think he said like oh, she she was dead when I got here. Must have thought it was you or something. But so Tiffany just shows up like at her house. There's a dead girl wearing her clothes in her pool, and this guy that she barely knows. But she, the only thing she knows about him is that he's not who he says he is. <laughs> I'm a little bit more suspicious. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's the power bond, baby. <laughs> power bond is strong. Once he once he sinks that finger in you. Oh. Which finger? Banana hands. Wait, this isn't Tarzan. <laughs> uh, so yeah, then we get a nice little scene where they're uh, following the the diamonds around and in a van, and it, like goes to a gas station, and there's a bunch of handoffs, you know, spice stuff. And then Bond is like, "Hey, quick, go uh, go go cut them off!" And uh, Tiffany like pulls in front of the guy the van before it can pull out. Like, "Hey, I want my stamps!" And I'm like, "Oh, what are we talking about?" Is and, and I assume it's gas rations or whatever, right? No. You used to get uh, blue stamps for gas, and then you could save them up and get like a coffee mug. Steve, back in the days before uh, Amazon and stuff, there were two competing stamp companies, blue chip and green stamps, and when you bought things. Uh, you would get a certain number of stamps for uh, the amount of money you spent. And uh, they, you would take these stamps, you would fill them up, they would give you a book, you would fill them up and you would take them to a blue chip or green chip stamp store and they would have items that you could redeem them for. The stores did not take cash. They only took the stamps. You could buy... It was basically like a glorified... Uh, uh, ch- think of the prize area at Chuck E. Cheese, but uh, instead of uh, wax lips, you could buy like uh, bikes... And and small, small co- color color. Basically, but they were actually brick and mortar stores. You would go, but they were brick and mortar stores. You would go to. Now you're talking my language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Marlboro. Do it for the points. <laughs> That's Marlboro. We all die someday. <laughs> you're not gonna live forever. <laughs> you're no diamond. So, uh, so yeah. So while. Uh, I guess while she's wanting her stamps, uh, Bond sneaks into the back of this van, and uh, the van drives off in the middle of the goddamn desert to a place called Tektronics. And uh, <laughs> Bond, of course, sneaks around because, you know, high security and all that. But he's James Bond, damn it. He's, like, in a parking lot, and he meets this guy, Klaus, who works there and, uh, you know, has, like, the security badge so they get by. But Klaus is totally like, hey, where's, uh, where's your radiation pin there, buddy? And not like, where's your ID or anything? Like, no, uh, yeah, here, take one of these, because otherwise, I don't know, you get irradiated and lose your balls or something. By the way, my uh, Klaus accent there was pretty good, right? Yeah, Perfect, was, spot on. I, I thought I was watching the movie. <laughs> uh, we then smash cut to them faking the moon landing. There, I said it. <laughs> Uh, Mario, what were they doing there? Because it looks like they were filming the moon landing. And then even when James Bond comes running through at full speed, like the guys in the astronaut outfits. Yeah, for some reason they're like still slow. Slowly moving as all the security guards like running around them. 
I don't think the I don't think the, the the producers of the Bond movie understood that the suits don't make you slow. It's not the, <laughs> that the suits don't make you just move around in the suit. I don't think they understood the uh, how space worked. And I think those guys were practicing a moon landing. And for some reason, I noticed I had never noticed that before uh, until the last time I watched it. I was like, why are they moving slow? They're fine. Uh, but yeah, they were fami- filming a fake moon landing. They were basically working with yeah. Kubrick. They, they, yeah. they were filming uh, Apollo 15 or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. definitely, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so of course, uh, Bond has to get away, so he needs a vehicle. Mario, what does he find? Listen, there's no vehicles. We're going to have to take this moon buggy. Yeah. Buggy. That's it. <laughs> so he hops in the moon buggy and you know, fucking Dukes of Hazards his way out of there. And then all these muscle cars and three-wheelers start chasing after him and flipping over in the the, the Nevada desert. And it's, it's just a, a fantastic little chase scene. Yeah, they're all Ford I, I LTDs. I doing it. What? Right? Yeah, so good. We have to look. Is this the first time we see an ATV like in pop culture? Because I know that in View to a Kill, like that was the first time snowboarding was introduced. Uh, like, you know, like that was done as it, it was made because it was a stunt for the movie. So I wonder if, like, was this the first appearance of eight? They had to have existed, but like in pop culture, is this the first time we see like a, an ATV? Was yeah, this where probably. it all? I mean, I mean the, the three, three movies, movies I've seen made before 1971. One of those being the third man. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, exactly. The third wheel. Think about it. By the way, there is a quick. There is a quick <laughs> would have been blooper. Awesome to get down in the, the fucking sewers, and he's on a three wheeler. <laughs> There's and a. He good... went this way. There's a quick blooper where you do see um, the moon buggy loses a wheel. If you go back and watch the scene, it like it, it turns a corner and it, it goes off screen, but you see the wheel bounce back into frame. Oh. So if you if you watch it, it loses a wheel somewhere. It's one of those nice little bloopers you can catch if you watch the movie more than once, which you should never do, by the way. <laughs> which, which I would not recommend. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, Bond ends up stealing a three-wheeler and uh, getting back to where Tiffany's waiting with the car and they drive back to Vegas. Uh, smash cut to nighttime, um, and I guess there's an APB out uh, for Bond in that car that he, they're driving around. Uh, what, what kind of car was it? It was a F- Mustang Mach One. The Mustang. Okay, it was a Mustang. All right. Uh, but yeah, some uh, cops say, "Hey, that's the car we're supposed to be looking for, right?" Yeah, we get a car chase scene through uh, Old Fremont Street. Yeah, which that was you know the Fremont Street experience or whatever. And you can like... zipline where where this car scene went. Yeah. Also, great stunt driving here. Yeah, yeah, that like parking lot or whatever at the Mint or what. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and then like like the uh, just the cutting through traffic, the two cars. Oh yeah, each yeah. Other. yeah. Super intense. Yeah, super uh, Gone in sixty seconds vibe with this scene. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, even when he gets on the, the you know, to get out of the parking lot, he's on one of those, uh, I don't know, the tow ramps or whatever, just, <laughs> and away they go. Okay, but one of the, <laughs> this whole chase ends, though, when they go down this dead-end road, and there's a cop car right behind them. Oh, no. Like, ah, we got him now. What happens, Mario? Oh, we do a Dukes of Hazard, baby. We, 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 uh, we beep the horn, Confederate style, and then we just go up on two wheels. <laughs> you have two wheels right through a narrow alley. Off. 
Roll credits, credits. guys. What, what do, do we think, think about diamonds? Are no wait, there's more. <laughs> we then cut to the bridal suite at the White House, and uh, Bond needs to get up to that penthouse. So uh, yeah, he just kind of sneaks out the window and on top of an elevator, and then uses some like grappling guns and shit, and then just kind of swings and goes in a window right into the throne room. Yes, on a giant shitter, I can assume. That's uh, it. Apparently, apparently they've, they've been, been waiting, waiting for him the whole time. time. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're just hanging out waiting for him. What's up, Bond? How you doing? <gasps> Blofeld! What, what are you, you doing? doing? And another Blofeld? What, what is happening? <laughs> and so, so many, many cats, cats running around. around. <laughs> it's a little cat at this point. Uh, I was kind of hoping there would be at least six Blofelds walking around. Right? You need half a dozen Blofelds. A school of Blofeld. He is Spectre. <laughs> I'm Blofeld. No, I'm Blofeld. <laughs> I'm Spartacus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and uh, besides having the, uh, you know, I guess clone face-off surgery stuff done with a couple people, uh, he also has this newfangled voice box where basically he uh, can pick up the phone and like, well, I'm using the voice of Willard White and uh, just barking orders like a... Hi, I'm Jimmy Dave! Yeah, right. Try my breakfast sticks. Oh, my ham! My sausage is the best. Mm-hmm. The weenie king. Yeah, and, and yeah, we get a little backstory where you know, it was hinted before, like, Willard White's a bit of a recluse, you know, one of those recluse billionaires played by Leonardo DiCaprio in a movie. Yeah! And uh, <laughs> definitely not Howard Hughes. <laughs> it would have been great out of his penthouse in five years and we find out it's because apparently Blofeld's had him kidnapped and living in uh, Frank Lloyd Wright house for five years he was busy getting blown by Bambi and Thumper yeah oh when we get to that oh boy <laughs> but yeah Blofeld's basically been posing as Willard White and you know running his what? empire even when he apparently should have died a couple of weeks at the beginning of the movie but eh, yeah, don't worry about it yeah. <laughs> it was one of the clones. Yeah. <laughs> Sending the clones. All right, so there's two Blofelds in the room, but you only have one bullet, I guess. What do you do, babe? Follow the pussy. Yeah, scare that cat. It jumps into one of their laps. Pow, right in the forehead. And then it's like, oh, well. And then the other cat comes running out, wearing the diamonds around her neck. Yeah, you had the right idea, Bond, but the wrong pussy. <laughs> Wait, why was I doing Connery there? God damn it. Because Connery said, because both of them like, uh, good idea, Bond, and then, and then Connery says, like, what's wrong, Pussy? Oh. That's, that's why. I nailed it. You did. Hashtag nailed it. Hashtag professionals. <laughs> and then, uh, of course... Oh. No, no, I was laughing. I was just laughing. I'm oh. Like, <laughs> I'm enjoying the banter. And of course, Blofeld's like, hey, Bond, where are those diamonds at? And he's like, I don't know. That's a great question. Okay, bye. <laughs> and Blofeld just, like, leaves. <laughs> <laughs> or, or no, Blofeld's just like, yeah, you can take that elevator. It's just going to take you downstairs. You you are inconsequential to me at this point. <laughs> and Bond does what he says. Yeah, he just goes in the elevator like, and he's like, he, he's like suspicious, but it's like, well, what the fuck else am I going to do? And then he gets gassed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Winton Kidd are there waiting for him. And throw him in a trunk and they drive off. And, uh, and they just dump his ass in a pipe in the middle of the desert at a construction site? Yeah, gonna bury him alive 
pipe. So those construction workers are in on it too, or just nobody checked the pipe before they? No, they're not. Oh, Mi- this is uh, one of White's construction sites, babe. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. So they are in on it. They're yeah. all in on it, sort of. They just paid to look the other way. You know, it's a Jimmy Hoffa situation. <laughs> you mean he died peacefully in his sleep? Yes. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what I mean. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we cut to the next morning. Yeah, that pipe with Bond in it gets buried and then immediately, like, sealed up. And, and there's already rats in it. Yeah, already mice in it, too. <laughs> oh, and uh, when, when Bond is in the trunk unconscious, uh, White's... Wince. 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 Uh, Cologne gets smashed under Bond's jacket. Oh, yeah, okay. That's, that's... And so when Bond comes to, he's looking up there, and he's like, ugh, somebody, you know, somebody smells like bad cologne. Oh, sorry, old fellow, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh, but he's down that pipe, and then uh, fucking Robo-Welder or whatever starts coming after him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sealing up the pipes, I guess, with all the... It, right. it seems like an inefficient machine. Like, is that a real thing? No. Yeah, I didn't think no. so. It's like it's like a, a cart going down this pipe with like I don't know exposed wires just kind of touching the sides. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. So quick, Bond, follow the rats. They know the way out. But then he jumps on the top of the robo welder and crosses the wires. <laughs> All right. Now what? Now the rat leads him to safety. That's right. <laughs> And, and he, uh, like, like there, there's, there's some guys, guys like, oh, I can't, can't believe this thing broke down again. again. And they, like, they, like open, open up a little, little port, port. And Bob pops, pops out, like, oh, sorry, I must have taken a wrong turn. I was walking by rat, and I must have taken a wrong turn. Guys, I have bad news. There are yeah. internal welding machines. I just, I'm looking it up right now. I'm oh. looking at one on the internet. But they, they are massive. They're huge. But they do take up the entire circumference of the pipe. So he would have had to get get out of the way. Stop uh, it. Yeah, that makes sense. sense. There you go. Yeah. Uh, oh God. The what, is it the world? The world is not enough. The other one with the uh, the natural gas pipeline. Oh no, that's uh, uh, living daylights. Living daylights with the, like the, the they send the brush through, and he's in the little he's inside the brush with the uh, oxygen equipment on. Oh, no, no, I, I was thinking uh, the one with uh, Denise Richards and... Uh, oh, yeah. The, the yeah. chick from Braveheart. Yeah, that's a pipeline, too. And that had the, I, I don't know, basically the, uh, what do they call the Olympics? The skeletons? <laughs> you fly balls first. <laughs> yeah, so, so many pipes in the Bond universe. Oh, yeah, well, there's a lot yeah. of pipes. And not just Bond, am I right? Hey. He will kill. He goes through the, uh, the water intake pipe. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. There's pipes everywhere, man. Everywhere. Everywhere, man. A lot of pipe. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of pipe being laid. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so then uh, Bond calls Blofeld with the uh, uh, Q's own version of the voice modulator thing uh, as Bert. And uh, basically, uh, he's like trying to, him, like, to tell him where uh, the real Willard White is. And like, oh, it's at his summer house. Okay. So then we go to the summer house, and babe, who are the new characters we meet at the summer house? Oh, we this go. is where we run into Bambi and Thumper. Yeah! yeah. Mm-hmm. And their secret powers of Jim Cotta. Yeah! <laughs> That's right. They're That's... sexy uh, gymnastics assassins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, all the assassins are in pairs in this one. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, so yeah, we get some sweet little Jim Cotta, and of course Bond can't possibly hit a woman unless she's talking a lot. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, that, I, I, we've showed that he did slap uh, he uh, did. Tiffany or whatever earlier, right? He really did. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah, yeah they, they must just be that good because they're, they're whooping, whooping his ass. ass. And then they get into the pool, and yeah, this is where things start to happen. <laughs> uh, not really. He ends up like basically they went from like kicking his ass to where he was holding them both underwater without much resistance, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I thought then, they were. Uh, I thought they like, were kicking uh, Felix Leiter and all the other FBI guys show up, and they're like, "Oh, are you okay, buddy?" He's like, eh, "I've got everything handled now." <laughs> Go down, they start walking around the house or whatever, and they, uh, they find good old Jimmy Dean on the shitter. Yeah. And basically, they tell him, like, okay, you've been kidnapped for the last five years. He's like, is that what's been going on? Please, correct me if I'm wrong. This is just how I'm interpreting this. Well, you buy it. pretty much, he's like, I don't know, I thought I was just on vacation. Bambi and Thumper were wearing me out, if you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. Uh, what happens, what from, happens here? from here? Oh yeah, oh, Willard yeah, White almost White gets shot by Zaxby as an assassin. As an assassin. <laughs> yeah, but then he gets then he lit gets up like a Christmas, like a Christmas tree. tree. I saw the FBI guys. And then, okay, okay. And then Tiffany is captured by Blofeld. Well, she's really following this old lady. It's cross-dressing Blofeld. Yeah, Blofeld is a woman. Yeah. He pulls a... So that happens. Yeah, he pulls a um, Billy Zane. <laughs> okay, so then I guess everybody, like, gets to uh, Willard White's, uh, or, you know, Blofeld's... Uh, while Blofeld's been posing as Willard White, he's sending a satellite into space with all these diamonds and stuff, but they don't know why exactly. They just know it's going to be the end of the world or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so they go to the launch site. They're like, oh, yeah, satellite's already in space. It's, we launched it 24 minutes ago. Just like you said, Mr. White. Yeah. Like, well, then abort it. Abort it. I can't. <laughs> we didn't put in a lo- We, we didn't, didn't put, put in a self-destruct code. We didn't put an off button only a self-destruct code. Well, then self-destruct it. I don't have the tapes. You have the tapes, sir. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically Blofeld has, has control, and uh, I just have written down, diamond lasers, yeah! That's what we want. Just like Congo, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, the uh, the satellite is a giant diamond-powered laser, and uh, so I guess Congo, you hacks, maybe? I don't know. But uh, they're, he's, uh, Blofeld's using it to set off nuclear warheads, and uh, we see one go off in North Dakota, and it's like, well... So, so much for North Dakota. Dakota. Goodbye, North Dakota. And then a uh, Russian nuclear, nuclear sub, and it's like, well, all right. Oh, my gosh. And then we see, like, the DMZ in oh Korea. Oh, my God, the North, the North Koreans <laughs> getting caught on fire. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> and, uh, and then they're like, okay, shoot, we got to find out where uh, Blofeld is and he, where he's controlling all these things. And he could be anywhere in your vast uh, international empire, Mr. White. <laughs> Even in Baja, Mexico, he's like, what? I don't have any nothing in Mexico. <laughs> so, yeah, so then we cut to an uh, oil rig station off the coast of Baja. And uh, so, yeah, we see Blofeld like walking around. You know, they got the control room, they got all this other stuff going on. But then there's like, you know, something's picked up on radar. It's like, oh, there's a plane coming in the vicinity. And then we see this little ball with like three parachutes being dropped from the plane. <laughs> Mario, what what is this ball? 
Uh, it looked like a weather balloon, like they were dropping like a weather balloon, maybe or something. To you know, I I, I don't know what that. I, it was. I think it was supposed to be a weather balloon, but but what what is it really? It's a surprise for the bad guys. Because guess what? <laughs> Diamonds. Surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah, it starts rolling towards like on top of the water towards the oil rig, and that's right. Boom, boom they, they pull James, James Bond out of it. He's like, Oh, hey, fellas, <laughs> I was just out for a walk, and, and then, then they shoot him twice in the head. head. Roll credits, guys. Oh, what do we think oh, about diamonds? Wait, nope, that's not what happened. Nope. <laughs> Instead, they uh, I don't know, they tear the shoulder of a suit a little bit, yeah, and rough them up, uh, and then we get a whole bunch of things of like, uh, okay, so there was this tape of like the world's greatest marches or something mm -hmm. and i guess the satellite's controlled by a coded tape and it was being held in this container but now it's in the machine and they were going to try to switch it out and it was uh, anyway mcguffin and uh <laughs> and it corresponds like a uh, blowfeld's like well they were going to try to do that and replace it with this tape here but um you failed hey how would you like a tour of my facility uh, sure, that would be great. Let me show you exactly where I keep the tapes. Exactly. <laughs> hey, look, these are the tapes. I'm going to let you go over and touch it. Oh, I'm going to knock it out of your hand. I guess you didn't... I guess you couldn't do it. Yeah, and then uh, Bond shows the real tape in... Uh, I was going to say Tiffany. plenty. Tiffany. Tiffany. Tiffany's, uh, Tiffany's bikini. Yeah, by the way, Tiffany's just there just chilling in a bikini, working on her tan, and it's like, yeah. okay, cool, I guess if... I guess if Blofeld's just that kind of a host, I mean... Oh, Blofeld tells her you should put some clothes on. We have company. Yeah. And she yeah. doesn't listen. I never understood if she's in league with him or she's waiting for Bond. I, I never got that. Did she will? You know, she I, willingly... Well, I think she's both. I think, I think she's just trying to not go to jail, and she's going to follow whoever gets her to not jail. Okay. Yeah. That, that's a good way to see it. I just never understood. She's not fully a... A bad guy, but she's not fully a good guy because she's like, oh, ch cool, chilling with Blofeld. So I, I always, I was always confused by that. I never, yeah, I don't think well, it's, it's, yeah. it's especially confusing because Bond then like, like immediately calls, calls her a bitch. Yes, <laughs> bitch. Well, he was calling her bits, yeah. but it's just the way he talks. Oh, oh okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so yeah, Bond. Uh, I like how Bond, like, is being taken to the brig or whatever, and he, like, escapes from the two guys holding him, takes about four steps, and then gets rifle-butted in the fucking face. It's like, it, like, there's even, like, the music crescendo where he's like, boonk, down. Again, not the greatest spy. Oh, and then we get the, uh, <laughs> and then like like I guess he gets taken back in to see Blofeld or whatever, and uh, Tiffany sees him along the way. He's like, "It's okay, I switched the tape back." And he's like, "What? No, damn it!" <laughs> yeah, it's a comedy, guys. Because she's dumb. Did I do good? No, no, you bitch, you've done us all. <laughs> Did I do good? And then there's uh, something about a weather balloon signal. Uh, but it's really an attack from the FBI. And they're coming in with all the helicopters with guns and rocket launchers and shit. And, uh, of course, uh, Blofeld's like, activate the defenses! And so you got guys with, like, fucking Gatling guns on top of this oil rig. Now you know where that hack Coppola got his idea for Apocalypse Now. Yeah, napalm, baby! <laughs> That's napalm. It's, it's not, not just, just for breakfast, breakfast anymore. <laughs> Wait. Napalm. You'll love the smell. 
<laughs> now in lilac. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of commotion. Uh, Bond eventually finds an exit, and uh, he he like goes through what I can only assume is like a shitter hole or something. Like he takes the top off something and like looks down like, oh, there's the water. Uh, but he like jumps down and like grabs some ropes and starts like clamming on those and out, and it's great. Uh, meanwhile, Blofeld goes to his emergency escape submarine. Yeah. And then uh, Bond sees it and he's like, well, there's a crane over there. Maybe I'll just uh, operate that. <laughs> Grabs the submarine that Blofeld's trying to escape in and just kind of like tosses it around, <laughs> destroying his base. <laughs> meanwhile, Blofeld's inside like, stop! Stop, you fool! <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, the whole time we're getting like a countdown like, one minute until detonation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Guy. Oh. Yeah, the, the, this, is, this scene is where I was getting the Austin Powers vibes, like, completely. <laughs> For sure. Definitely. And yeah, so, yeah, the, the whole control room is, like, fucking exploding because, you know, rockets from choppers and shit. And, oh, yeah, that's right. And also, yeah, being hit with a submarine, I guess. Um, uh, what, what's your name? Uh, Tiffany meets up with Bond at the crane, and... He's like, hey, grab that gun and start shooting those guys. And she, like, fires it off, but the kickback, like, throws her off the edge of the rig into a shark's mouth. And, or, well, <laughs> and roll I credits. into the water, but. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Bond jumps into the water like it, like, like he's, he's escaping, escaping the prison, prison from, from face-off face off again. again. Yeah. Yeah. And then boom, 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 oil rig explodes. Ah! Everybody's <laughs> on fire. Cut to a nice little cruise. Um, okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Bond and Tiffany, they're about to enjoy a nice little uh, six-day, seven-night cruise in the Mediterranean or wherever they are. But, but babe, Steve. who's on the boat with them? Oh, it's Wint and Kid. Yeah. <laughs> in disguise. Uh, Mar- Mario, you want to walk us through this last scene? Well, they're about to have a baked Alashka. You should break Delashka. I'd rather prefer a break Delashka. And then here comes uh, Mr. Kid uh, right at him with a couple of, uh, basically doing the uh, Temple of Doom with a couple of uh, flaming sticks. Comes right at uh, at Bond, and uh, and Bond grabs a bottle of uh, of uh, whatever they were using to start the flambe, maybe rum possibly, and splashes it on. Um, Mr. Mr. Kid, who ignites very slowly, almost torturously slowly. Instead of just being engulfed, he's slowly consumed by this fire. And then he jumps uh, overboard. It's actually quite horrifying. And yeah, then, right? Right? yeah, it's very, very, it's very disturbing the way he goes up. And then, um, and then uh, Mr. Uh, Wint comes at him. And then he kind of does this uh, wrestling move where he, he flips around again, gets him in like a, Almost like a Boston crab, but now, if you'll imagine, Mister Mister Wint's hands are in his crotch, and uh, he's kind of uh, leaning forward, so he's you know almost bent over, and Sean Connery is behind him, and he's got a hold of both hands. I think he's wrapped them in the napkin he was using. He kind of did a Jackie Chan and got him wrapped up, and then he goes to pull. Sean Connery pulls his hands. Uh, pulls Mr. Wynn's hands farther through and um, in, in basically crushes him. He gives gives him a, a nutcracker, uh, to which uh, minst, uh, Mr. Wynn uh, responds with uh, some sort of uh, 
of uh, ecstasy. <laughs> it's the only word. <laughs> He's, he does like the ooh, I think is the noise he makes. And then uh, because he's got a time bomb, right? Is that what it is? He's, he's grabbed the time. He's, he's grabs. He has explosives or something. Because they're gonna. They're, at first, they were gonna try the flambe, and if that didn't work, they were gonna detonate this bomb. And so he flips Mister Went over the railing of the ship, and Mister Went explodes before he hits the water. Is that is yeah, that about right? Boom. Is that about right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's that just just that little ooh. It's like oh, you guys were doing so good. You were doing so well. With yourselves, you're really you're so good up until you gave the guy uh, a, a wedgie with his own arm and then flipped him off off the boat. It, it's not even the wedgie; it's just boom. the fact that he, the fact that he gets off on it is the. It's like no. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the whole thing I have a problem with. It's like why would he do that? Why would he? But uh, yeah, yeah, and that, that's that, like the lasting image of the movie too. Is, yeah, is a. Uh, a guy that looks like David Crosby on fire jumping off of a boat and then that. And yeah. It's like, oh, man. And then Crispin Glover's, uh, Marty McFly's grandpa going, ooh, as he flies <laughs> off the ship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we cut back to James and Tiffany. And uh, Tiffany's like, oh, so that question I wanted to ask you? Yes. Mm. How are we going to get those diamonds down? <laughs> oh. Diamonds are forever! That, that's my uh, that's <laughs> that's the wrong movie Mario, but would you recommend diamonds are forever uh listen it's part of the bond canon i recommend you see them all at least once uh i wouldn't make it my first bond movie definitely don't <laughs> do that it is probably my least favorite connery movie and that includes the bootleg uh never say never again um <laughs> For some somehow, <laughs> I do think it's strange that somehow Connery looks heavier here than he does twelve years later in Diamonds or in Never Say Never Again. Isn't that weird? He seems kind of bulky in this one. Uh, he's putting on a little weight in the yeah, midsection. He he seems like he took an entire movie off. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and then they want him to be able to you know st- stand against uh, George Lazenby, who was so good in the last one. Oh my god. Yeah, and. and <laughs> And then that's that's what's, a, that, that's what's really annoying is that if if Connery had just stuck around for one more, that would on Her Majesty's Secret Service would literally be the best Bond movie ever. It would be the best. Oh, it's, it's great. Um, but the the absence of of Connery hurts it, and he's just like, wow, you came back for this. Like this should have been Lazenby's movie, so we could just kind of laugh it off, and it could be it could be the Curio instead of on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Um, but uh, I, I would say. Job. He does. I oh, yeah. He does. Oh, yeah. he, but, 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 but what is it? It's like Tokyo Drift. If, if the Rock, Rock were the star, star of Tokyo, Tokyo Drift, Drift, it would, it would be, be the greatest movie. movie. But he wouldn't be a high school student, so we'd have to change the entire plot. He could be this the... is why he wasn't in that movie. <laughs> he's the dad. <laughs> yeah. He's, in for like yeah. he's the dad in Japan. Yeah, yeah. It still has <laughs> the best song, Tokyo Drift. Ah! It still has the best song. But would you recommend uh, Diamonds Are Forever? I would. This movie is fun. I really like Winton Kid. They are really, really good, like, henchmen. Henchmen, that's the word I've been looking for this whole episode. They're great henchmen. Like, you know, Blofeld, it's weird to see uh, the guy from Rocky Horror Picture Show (laughs) being Blofeld, but I'm in for it. Like, yeah, it's fun. 
I, I remember from the first time watching it, I remember thinking uh, Tiffany Case was just the most annoying person since she's like, no Willie. Willie from <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. not Willie, though. But uh, yeah, this time it wasn't that bad. Maybe Plenty well. O'Toole is way more I'll annoying, but at least she's only in it for a couple of minutes. She has two scenes and then it's drowned in a pool, apparently. Willie's far worse. Willie yeah, is far yeah, worse yeah, than If you like Bond, check it out. If not, eh. You're not missing much. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have more beer, fun facts, and what we learned from Diamonds Are Forever. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, everybody. Join us for our next Podcart Fest, a celebration of podcasting and art. With so many incredible artists of all kinds being affected by the pandemic and shutting down of festivals in general, uh, we wanted to bring them together to one incredible virtual festival and give you the opportunity to interact with them directly in their virtual booth, uh, witness them demonstrate their marvelous skills on our live stream, show off some of their new products in their shops, and just have a great fun time in general at Podcart Fest. For the latest information, Please follow us at Podcart Fest on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Podcart Fest. That's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T. Where you can stay up to date on which podcasters, crafters, actors, painters, directors, creators, and more will be featured. Oh, did I mention it's free? Because Podcart Fest is free. So you can pass that admission fee right along to an artist who needs your help in these desperate times and have a bunch of fun with some amazing personalities while getting some unique gifts and art for yourself or a loved one. Uh, see you soon at Podcart Fest, hosted by Everything I Learned from Movies. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Heemcast. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. You know, I, I hate this one, but I don't. For me, this always had the feeling of a of a lower budgeted James Bond. It always felt like it, it when it, when I saw it on TV. I didn't, I couldn't formulate these at the t- this thought at the time. But it, TV is the perfect format to see it in. It feels like a TV movie, like a, like a high budget TV movie, but not necessarily a Bond movie. So, but I always like Sean Connery. I always find something to like. And is Tiffany Case? Uh, uh, fun to look at? Yes, she is, of course. So I'm not oh, gonna, course, yeah. I'm not gonna complain. Uh, I don't know if you, yeah. Steve, you know the, you've seen the 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 gif of Adam West doing the the Batusi, right? With he, he's doing like, oh, of course. Sixties. You know that in that episode, Jill St. John is who he's dancing with. Oh, yeah, she was on the. Okay, she yeah, was, I, I can I can see it. Yeah, she was on the nice. first episode of the Batman TV show, and that's that's that was that uh, that was the pilot. And uh, I think she dies. She falls in a nuclear reactor. I think is how she dies. She, <laughs> she, she infiltrates. As is tradition. Yeah, she infiltrates the Batcave and falls in. I think uh, is how it. But that's a that's a great little shot for. Her. It's weird that she was not a bigger star. She's not. I don't think she's a terrible actress. I think just a lot of this was just 
hey, go be eye candy. But uh, yeah, it's one of those things. That unfortunately, well, especially back in the '70s stuff, it's like, oh yeah, an actress hits the age 32 and she's never heard from again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We 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 just talked about that with uh, uh, you. You talked about Archer. Um, Jessica Walter Jessica, was yeah. Jessica Walter, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking Jessica Lang. It was like, oh yeah, she was in like King Kong and like what Tootsie, and then yeah. Well, heck, what for the next twenty years after that? Before she was like playing grandmas in American Horror Story or something. Like I mean, that. Right? look at <laughs> look at killing it. Look at Diana Rigg in you know you don't see her in making movies after really after Her Majesty's Secret Service. She was on the Avengers TV show. She makes that. Oh, yeah. She's she disappears for like forty years and she turns up as Oleana Tyrell in Game of Thrones and it's like that's the best fucking character in the whole show, like. That. Yeah. <laughs> So it's it kind of sucks that that women like good actresses get aged out uh, because you know you, I mean Jessica Walter in Arrested Development is fantastic and an Archer and right? it's like what was she doing for twenty years nothing uh, because she you know she was she wasn't you know she wasn't young enough but she wasn't old enough either it's weird it's like that weird twenty year gap yeah and it's, it's not, not like shows, shows like Golden, Golden Girls and that, that people, people watch. watch like, like on, you, know, you know, on repeat, repeat constantly, constantly. So, so nobody, nobody wants, wants to see older women on TV. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it's weird. Um, you would think that a person with like a whole lifetime worth of of this craft would be more valued, but it's I guess you just want people that look good, and uh, you know, and that's. Uh, but that's just. I mean, that's never going to change, unfortunately. I mean, it's getting better. But, uh, yeah, you, you just see a lot of people that... Bond girls have a very short shelf life. I mean, if we're being serious, I mean, there, there's very few that oh, have yeah. a career beyond... Well, I mean, that's just how the movies are written. They always die, like, within a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then their careers just go on to nothing. I mean, there's there's, yeah, well, there's, yeah. there's a few that... Well, not be smirched Tanya Roberts, Denise Richards, uh, Grace Jones. Which, uh, hey, Grace Jones went on to make Vans. Sure. And... What's weird yeah, about Tanya Roberts? Okay. And then be a supermodel, be married to Dolph Lundgren briefly. What's weird about Tanya Roberts is they, they kind of caught her. At, oh, that's true. That is very true. They caught Tanya Roberts like at the end of her arc. Like they caught her when she was like. Oh yeah, she had already been at, like Beastmaster. Yeah. yeah. And that was kind of like. Went on to that that show. show. Yeah. She's I'm going to Los Angeles to be on Broadway. <laughs> Hi guys, we interrupt your favorite podcast to. Interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait, isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then, how are we? Inter- I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S O U P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean, and you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. When the world is in danger. Sea levels have been rising steadily, leading to economic collapse. When the threat is beyond belief. Zorn is back from the dead. We never did find his body in San Francisco Bay all those years ago. 
I told you these microchips will be huge. Now I have to flood the world. Flood the microchip market? No, the world! Like that water movie with the fish man. There's only one man who can save us. Bond. James Bond. I've developed a lot of gadgets over the years, 007, but a time machine simply isn't one of them. You're not the man you once were, Bond. Time knows no mercy. Didn't you die a few movies ago? Obviously, that's completely irrelevant. But when that one man reaches a certain age, he could probably use some help. Don't worry. I've arranged a meeting with an old friend of mine. Wait, you're not Anya Amasova? No, but I am Agent Triple X. Now, two cultural icons must work together to bring down evil. Mr. Bond, Mr. Cage, you see, it's already too late. Project Final Strike is already underway. Yeah? Well, I live for this sh language. Do you want a PG-13 rating or not? There you go with your old man MPAA regulations. Old man, gentlemen, you're literally eight months older than I am. Look it up. I'm over here divulging my evil plan. But will they be able to even get along? Yeah? Well, you know about extreme sports. Well, since you asked, I'm an Olympic-level skier and marksman. Uh, I've raced uh, speedboats, jet skis, snowmobiles, sports cars with missiles on them, all while people were shooting at me. Uh, let's see, I have motorbiked through bazaars, taught Jason Bourne how to parkour, windsurfed a tsunami, uh, basically invented your precious snowboarding while listening to Beach Boys, and I still hold the record for the highest bungee jump in human history. Uh, so kindly show me some goddamn respect. Oh yeah? Well, I get a lot of ladies, too. <laughs> Child, please. I secured more confirmed strange and a view to a kill than you have your entire franchise. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have this bomb to design. I just don't think I should be alone tonight. I'll watch her. You will. No, I'm watching her. Well, who do you think? But I'm more qualified. Hoover monkey dishwasher. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Give it! Hello, James. Mayday. I thought you... Died in an explosion? No. I'm a genetically altered superhuman, like Wolverine or Captain America. Are those secret agents? Are you kidding me? I'm Groot. See? He gets it! James Bond and Xander Kane to return in No Hope for a Sequel Coming this fall on your favorite podcatcher. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, this was the greatest ad that ever added in the history of adding. Oh, she's in it! They get better every week! <laughs> Babe. Steve. I need a drink. What do you got for me? Oh, we have from Lone Pine Brewing a summer stout. 4.5% alcohol by volume. Oh, let's see. Double bullet. Oh, wait. <laughs> and a, an, an eccentric ale for a state of unpredictable summer weather. For nights where you might need a jacket and a pair of shorts, here's our summer stout. Checking in at 4.5%, this is just right for a main summer night. Manners don't put away their bean boots and puffy jackets when it gets warm, so why should we put away the stouts? Okay. <laughs> pop my top, I have a cat in my lap, so this could get dangerous. Ew, my top! <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> she wants to know why the can't told her to fuck herself. And poor. It's a beautiful brown beard. It looks like a little cloudy. Yeah, it's got a khaki colored head with some medium sized bubbles. Medium bubbles also make me happy. Mmm, you get a lot of chocolate right on the nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a ton of coffee on this one. Definitely more like a small sweeter aroma of chocolate. Steve's got an emphasis. Yeah, it's kind of a dry, yeah, malt forward kind of stout, not uh, super hoppy. But yeah, little little roasty notes, a little bit of chocolate, but yeah, definitely uh, it's a nice, smooth, almost like a like an English stout. Cat, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Sorry, cats, cats being stupid, stupid again, because what else? Um, <laughs> We're podcasting. What else could happen? But yeah, yeah, it's a nice all-day all day drinking stout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not just for breakfast anymore. That's yeah. stout. I do love a good breakfast stout. But uh, yeah, Steve, do you happen to have any fun facts? Super fun facts, because fun, fun facts. Oh, I got a few. Uh, Mario, Talk what do you think the critics thought? Of Diamonds Are Forever. If uh, What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score for the critics is? Oh, you know, I didn't even look, uh, so I won't. I, this is actually a, a real guess. Uh, I'm going to say the Rotten Tomatoes uh, score for the critics is a... They're going to give Connery some credit. I'm going to say this is a 64. 64? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Babe, how about you? Oh, um, I think people like Mario don't like this movie, and yeah, they have blocks, so they're, so they're considered critics. critics. I'm going to say 22. <laughs> wow. Uh, it, uh, Mario, it was 63. Yay! But nobody gives a fuck about the critics. What does the audience think? 88%. I'm going to go, I'm going to say the, the critics probably like it less. I'm gonna say uh, this is actually pretty well well remembered. I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna say 70, 73. 73. 58 percent with the audience. Oh, so a little bit lower than the critics. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Weird. Uh, Seven point two million dollar budget, budget with a worldwide, worldwide gross, gross of forty three point eight. So, so yeah, six, six times as many back. back. Yeah, also with that seven million dollar budget. Sean Connery was reportedly paid one and a quarter million dollars to return as James Bond, a figure unheard of in those days. Goddamn, could you imagine paying somebody a million dollars? For a movie? For a movie? Uh, This is also the second of three James Bond title songs sung by Dame Shirley Bassey between Goldfinger and Moonraker. Goldfinger! Moonraker! She also sang a version of Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang for Thunderball, which was not used. Uh, Bassey is the only singer to have performed a Bond title song more than once. Ooh. There you go. Bring back Duran Duran. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're still around, right? Uh, mashed potatoes were used to replicate the consistency of the brown substance mud bath. Featured in the opening, the opening teaser. teaser. <laughs> what the producers, producers failed to take into account was that after 24 hours, and under all those hot lights, mashed potatoes emit an almost unbearable smell. So it actually did smell like it looked, probably. Diarrhea. 
Uh, yeah, 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 I got the little, the little facts about Jill St. John and Lana Wood and that craziness that I didn't even know how deep it went. Uh, but Willard White was based on Howard Hughes. Amongst the similarities, White owned the White House in this movie, while Howard Hughes owned the real-life Las Vegas Hotel, The Desert Inn. At the time of the movie, Jimmy Dean, who played Mr. White, was an employee of Hughes at The Desert Inn. Dean confessed to being uh, largely uneasy portraying a fictional version of his real-life boss. <laughs> I can see where that'd be an issue. But, yeah. Yeah. Steve, would, would you like to portray a uh, fictional version of your real-life boss? No, I have no boss. I'm my own boss. <laughs> I, I was talking about the cats. Be hmm. Mr. Pickles. Uh, I do not want to be in Cats 2, the search for... <laughs> The, the, flip, the search for Flim Flam's gold, or I don't know. <laughs> it's Rum Tum Tucker, you son of a bitch. <laughs> or Skinny Shanks, I don't know. Skittle, the search for Skittle Shanks gold. <laughs> God damn it. Alright. Mario, Izzy, now we've come to the real question. What did we learn from Diamonds of Forever? Uh, Mario was our guest. Would you like to go first? Uh, sure. Uh, I learned that... Uh... Gosh, there's so much this movie has, has taught me. Um, <laughs> first of all, uh, if you're in Vegas, make sure you gamble with a lot of really big chips so that you get like the nice arm candy that comes at you. And uh, if you if you are flirting with a woman, it's best to bring up her pedigree. That that really works. Uh, she'll get you as long as you have that five thousand dollar chip. That's fine. And uh, also, there's nothing like an American muscle car to help you out of those yeah. tight situations, or American moon buggy. To help you out of those tight <laughs> situations. And also, uh, you, if you're going to take a movie off, uh, mix in a salad once in a while. That, that's what I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, nothing like an American muscle car. Unless it's a moon rover. <laughs> yeah! An American moon rover, by the way. Uh, babe, how about you? Well, I learned that diamonds are forever. Yeah. <laughs> How did I miss they're that one? All I need to please me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, that they're all I need to please me. Um, <laughs> they can stimulate and tease me. Oh my! I think you're using the wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> got over twelve hundred counts in there. <laughs> oh no! Um, yeah. What else did I learn from saying? I mean, Jimmy Dean wore the sausages, right? Apparently, he can also sing. Oh my! Yeah, he's a triple threat: <laughs> you know, singer, actor, sausage maker, and the sausage. Yep. So. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially when Shirley Bassey sings the song. No. Um, I learned uh, this is a this is an eight movie. Diamonds Are Forever is an eight movie, and Diamond Lasers. Oh, I also learned if you're gonna gamble, bring your lucky elephant. Oh, yes, right. Or M with his magic ring. <laughs> <laughs> this movie also confirms the moon landing was faked. Yeah. <laughs> true. I, I, uh, Mario, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Uh, I understand you also have a podcast. We do. Uh, on occasion, uh, you, you can, you, you've been a guest. Uh, actually, you, you were a guest just not too long ago. It was a lot this past year. Um, which seems like a lot longer, doesn't it? But uh, we're over at uh, Soup Complex, S-O-U-P Complex on Twitter. We are called the Superiority Complex, and we recently recently returned to the studio. And uh, this week, we actually will be doing a Sean Connery movie. Uh, I don't know when this, uh, when your episode will drop for James Bond, but 
uh, Wednesday we'll be recording uh, an episode uh, where we review Hunt for Red October, and we're back face to face in the studio. We all got vaccinated. Everybody's doing very well, thankfully. And uh, yeah, we we, nice. we 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 talk about pop culture, music, movies, games, um, and uh, we we are going through a thing called Digital Movie Club. We're going through my personal movie collection, one movie at a time, and we're in up to the '90s now. We started way back in the 1930s, and uh, we're now up to the 1990s. So we are Hunt for Red October will be will be the the next feature. Nice. When you guys do Congo, we want on. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, I might have to do a couple of special episodes because I don't own Congo, Steve. I know this is bad. <laughs> Steve, so. I know. Steve, but uh, yeah, we, I, I might do it because you you will you are the one that somehow you find all these uh, Congo. Memes and gifts. I, it's like I didn't know there were that many, but somehow you have them all. <laughs> There's not that many. <laughs> I yeah, really yeah. have to search. Yeah. No, no, you're, <laughs> Thank you're, you, Airwebs. You're the master of them. Oh, my house is haunted again. What the hell? <laughs> it sounds like a baby ghost. <laughs> <laughs> baby ghost. It, it is a baby ghost. Uh, Babe, are you on social media at all? I am. You can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on all the social medias. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, but especially over at Etsy at untidyvenus.etsy.com, where I have all kinds of goods for sale, including paracord made by Steve. I've got hand-dyed uh, tea towels. I think I've even got some napkin-sized ones, possibly, unless they sold out. Uh, block prints, watercolors, prints, all kinds of stuff. Is so it Snackosaurus? Oh, Snackosaurus enamel pins. They're dinosaurs that look like snacks, and they're enamel pins. Is it yeah. you sent us a nice... And if uh, you'd like to see them all on the interwebs, you can also go to Podcart Fest this coming Saturday, July 10th. Yes, we're hosting an online event where there will be podcasters and artists and special guest comedian and creator Dana Gould will be joining us. show up this time. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, check it out. Uh, follow us at PodCardFest. That's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T. Um, and yeah, check us out. You get a live Q&A with the great Dana Gould. Uh, and of course, you can find us at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. On Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon. Yes, for just $2 a month, you can get access to dozens of exclusive episodes for our incredible patrons. Yeah, what else? Anything else I'm forgetting? So yeah, uh, I, I guess, guess until, until next time, time, I'm Steve. I'm Izzy. I'm Mario. And this is Everything I Learned From Movies. Have a good night, everybody. They won't leave in the night. I've no fear that they might desert me. Diamonds are forever. Throw your diamonds in the sky if you feel the vibe. On acid, seen through East Saint Laurent glasses, and I've realized that I've arrived. Cause it takes more than a magazine to kill my vibe. Does he write his own rhymes? Or sort of, I think him. That mean I forget better than you ever thought of. Damn, is he really that caught up? I ask if you talking about classes, do my name get brought up? I remember I couldn't afford a Ford Escort, or even a Ford track recorder. So it's only right that I let the top drop on a drop top Porsche. For yourself, that's important. If your stripper named Porsche and you get tips from any man, then your fat friend, her nickname is Minivan. Excuse me, that's just the Henny man. I smoke, I drink, I'm supposed to stop, I can't because. Throw 
your diamonds in the sky if you feel the vibe. The rock is still alive every time I rhyme.